This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, October 19th. Corey High School football on the airwaves last night. It was Staples Motley getting the win over Wadena Deer Creek 49-7. The Cardinals finished the season 7-1 and one after going winless a year ago. Wadena Deer Creek moves to 2-6. and six. Playoff positions were pretty much set uh, coming into the game last night. But uh, something that uh, is really cool yesterday, and we talked about this off-air, Corey, we got to have Cardinals play-by-play guy Tyler Grunwald join us on the sports desk, mm-hmm. and he mentioned something about Elijah Clawson, uh, who was in, uh, who's a lineman, uh, 267 pounds or something like that on the program. Uh, and uh, Tyler said, hey, you know, they like to use him as a running back in what Tyler would call the beefy package, what the Cardinals coaching staff would call the tank package. Right, right. Uh, and we got to see that a little bit yesterday. Clausen had a couple, you know, runs of 10-plus yards, but uh, you also got to see him in that game, Corey. Yeah. Uh, he had a pick six on defense. What? Uh, yeah, so he intercepted a screen pass and took it 25 yards to the house for a touchdown. Did, Jeez. Did the Cardinals defensive lineman. So... He not only had a couple big yards on the ground, he had a pick six, and uh, in that beefy package, I'm going to call it that because that's that's just more. That's a much better name. <laughs> uh, Where's it, the beef? The, uh, I mean, th- why why aren't we why aren't we printing T-shirts of that right now? It's so good, so good. Get on Cardinals it, Cardinals Nation. If you are listening right now, this is a good football team. You need a Where's the Beef package t-shirt please be wearing that to your playoff game on saturday 100 percent, please uh and uh he instead of running the ball gets the direct snap he goes back to pass and throws a beauty to the back corner of the end zone for a touchdown to i believe colby tappy so it was a uh it was so he had rushing yards in this game passing uh-huh. yards in this game and a and passing touchdown a passing touchdown an interception for a touchdown He's an offensive and defensive lineman. Yes. He's the Ladanian Tomlinson of small high school offensive lineman football. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so put him on my fantasy team immediately. <laughs> I have Derek Henry. He's doing nothing. Dirk Schultz joins us on our broadcast, and he was saying to pregame, he was watching him throw, and he said, honestly, like, it's a tight spiral. It's a good throw. He can legitimately sling it, and when he got to throw it in the game, it was uh, it was fun to watch. That was not an easy pass, and uh, yeah, good. It's Perfect been a time for them to use that, by the way, too, right? Because that game was not a good game. Yeah, um, it's on tape now. Right, it's on tape. Got to defend it. It's the last game of the year. Like that's you have to defend for it now. And you know what that does? It means the safety can't cheat up right anymore. Because if they will, he's gonna throw a dime. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's going to be a fun run. Uh, uh, it's really cool for Tyler to get to go on that with them and for the Staples Motley football program. We talked about it at the broadcast yesterday and yesterday on the sports desk as well. But to go from a winless season the year before to 7-1, and one, I mean, that just shows the testament to what they, they do. We talk about this all the time with programs, Corey, uh, off-air. You know, from from one season to another, it can be hard to kind of carry over Positive momentum, but negative momentum sure is a way of kind of sticking around. Uh, in well, pro- it's so easy to get into that negative right. rut, too. It, it takes almost nothing for 
everyone involved to be like, man, not for me. And what they did instead is they got into the weight room, they lifted, they did the things that they need to. And we've talked about this all the time, Corey, on the sports desk and off the air. In high school football, it does, you don't have to have the most talented guys on the field all the time. If you're just bigger and stronger and you can push them back and you can get three and a half yards of carry every play, you're going to win. And the fact that the Cardinals were able to get into the weight room do that, and I know there's other football programs across the region that do that, and they do a good job of doing that. Yep. Uh, and those are the teams that consistently win, are the teams that are just bigger and stronger. And that uh, around here in small-town football, that's what wins you football games. So it's really it's really cool to see that turnaround for Staples-Motley, so all the props in the world to them. There's a lot of complicated things in that sport. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest things is just be strong. Yeah. Just be strong. Everything else will kind of come with it. You know, I simply would just be stronger than my opponent, obviously. It's just super easy to figure out. Right. Yeah. It's fairly straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, playoffs start on Tuesday. Uh-huh. Um, Wadena Deer Creek will play on Tuesday. Looking at that section uh, in particular, there's only five teams in that section. Um, the Wolverines will play on Tuesday. Um, Staples Motley will be the two seed, I believe. Yes, and they're so they'll be off until Saturday. They there will, will just be one game in that section. So wild it, on uh, on Tuesday. And Staples Motley's one loss of the season was to the Pillager Huskies, who they will play at Staples Motley as a three seed. As a three seed, a week from Saturday. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, we've got a lot of nice football around the region again this year. Which hallelujah. And got a lot of good volleyball, too, coming up as well next week. We'll yep. di- we'll dive into that schedule once we get to that point, but yep. uh, it's coming. It's coming. I want to um, just skip around in the order a little bit, uh, if I can here, because Go I, for it. It, it is worth mentioning, but then I want to give us plenty of time to uh, to talk about kind of a silly scenario. Sure. Um, uh, a few Twins players are in as finalists for Gold Glove, which is a big deal. Yeah, uh, so Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray were both nominated. So each position gets a Gold Glove, which for those who don't know is the best defensive player at each position. Yes. That's the award that's given. And then the unwritten caveat to that is you also have to hit. Yeah, the unwritten caveat. Because Doug Mankiewicz never won on The unwritten thing about, I'm going to get on a soapbox about gold gloves. It's voted on by the writers, baseball writers, the Baseball Writers Association of America. They are horrible at picking gold glove finalists. You want to know how? Max Kepler is not a finalist for gold glove. And uh, look, I have my issues with Max Kepler as a hitter. He had a great second half, more power to him. The one thing that I never criticize Max Kepler for is his defense. That dude's one of the best right. Only Mookie Betts is a better right fielder than him. Right. And Mookie and Betts Mookie is in Betts the National would be a gold glover at every position on the field, probably. Right. And Betts is in the National League. Right. So the American League gold glovers, basically, here's what you have to do. You have to be on a good team. Yep. And then you have to be, you have to play 100 games at a certain position. Okay. And then you have to be an above average hitter. Sure. That's how Luis Arise was nominated for a gold glove at first base last year. Right. Like I love Luis Arise and he did a and he did as good he of a job fine. at he did a good enough job at first base for what they were asking him to do. Yep. But to say he was a top 3 defensive first baseman in the league, it's ridiculous. So I don't and the reason is is because it's just it was hard to evaluate defensive players sure. back in the day cuz all you had was fielding percentage and maybe like some anecdotal memories of a guy making a good play. It's why uh you know, it, it's why Sonny Gray's pickoff plays are probably going to win him 
the goal. That pickoff play he had in the wild card series is probably sure. going to win him a gold glove. Right. Like the other gold glove finalist, by the way, is uh, Jose Barrios so for the pitcher category. There's three finalists at every position. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And two of the pitching finalists are Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. Yep. And the third one is Jose Barrios. Yeah, I'm cool with whoever wins that award. I'm not. I don't <laughs> want Jose Barrios to win it. He yeah. doesn't play for my team anymore. <laughs> I need Pablo to win it for the narratives. Uh, and, right, right. And, uh, and uh, so Carlos Correa is the other one, obviously. Right. Uh, that's more of a legacy thing than it is uh, anything else. He's made some good plays. He's been very good defensively. We've seen the rocket arm. Uh, we've also seen him kind of start to, like, one-hop throws to first base now. Uh, but, I mean, the range isn't Might quite. Might be a philosophy, by and, the way. And, you throw it down into the dirt and, and give him a big hop. So you don't airmail it into the fifteenth row of the, of the bleachers, you know. Right. What I mean, it's a full. They used to do it in the Metrodome, especially. Mm-hmm. If you see play inside, they throw it into the dirt on purpose. Yeah. Um, uh, his arm has probably saved him. I, his range probably wasn't as good this year as it's been in the past. No, and and you're right. That's probably a legacy pick more than anything. But he's he's probably going to win pretty it. Pretty darn good. He made some unbelievable plays in the in that wild card series. And even to close out game two in the division series against yes. Houston. Yeah. So again, plays like those are anecdotal. But because the writers don't watch every game, and certain writers on the committee are not, let's just say, like they're not into the quote unquote analytics. So they're definitely only looking at fielding percentage. Well, probably it means Carlos Correa has the best chance to win. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he will win the gold glove. Which, look, don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 for the narratives, I'm okay with uh, of course okay with Correa winning the gold glove. But uh, Nolan Arenado, who's won the gold glove every single year of his career, did not get nominated as a finalist. Wow. Because the Cardinals stunk this year, so obviously he must have had a bad defensive year. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's how this logic goes. All right, that's our gold glove conversation there. I think Pablo... I think Sonny Gray is going to win, excuse me. He'll win the gold glove for the pitchers, and then Carlos Correa wins gold glove for shortstops. All right, can I throw a, a, a ridiculous question your way? Uh-huh. I don't want to – I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I often listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. And he threw this thing out in his conversation, um, uh, in his podcast that comes out every Sunday night, Monday morning, whenever it is. Sure. And it was just kind of a throwaway comment. Where he said it out loud, and like, and and basically he disclaimered it by saying, "It's kind of silly that this is the situation." And the guy he was talking to was like, "Yeah, you know what? That is kind of weird." And then they just moved on. It was just like a throwaway comment. And I was like, "Oh, this is fun. This is actually a fun conversation." Um, it's uh, in regards to football, and we often have this conversation in regards to football about. Um, silly rule changes, right? Sure. For example, one like fumbling out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, should that really be uh, a turnover and given to the other team? Uh, this one is in regards to a safety. Now, okay. uh, just to remind you what a safety is, it's uh, when the defense tackles somebody in the end zone Everybody throws prayers up to the Lord. It's two points in the ball, correct? Uh Uh-huh. If you get a safety. Considering the rarity of a safety, is two points and the ball a proper reward for how difficult and how momentum swinging it actually is? Like, how is a safety worth fewer points than a field goal, which teams get on almost every possession. 
And what should the value of a safety actually be? Is this rhetorical or do you have like an answer? No, that's the question. That's the question? That is. That's not rhetorical. I want what you think. If you need a moment, let me throw out a few possibilities yeah, go, for you. Yeah, go for it here. One of the possibilities is shut up, quit overthinking it. It's fine. <laughs> because you get the ball back. Right. right? You, you get the points and the ball. That's a big deal. They have to punt it, by the way, not kick it. Correct. Too. So may, it, maybe it's all moot after that. Um, it's, but it's certainly more difficult to get, so shouldn't it be worth at least what a field goal is worth and the ball? Should it be worth more? I mean, how many safeties have you seen this year in your high school football season? How many safeties are, are we going to see this year watching Vikings games? Like, we're going to see two safeties all season long, probably. Yeah. Like, ac- actually physically with our own eyes. Should it be four points? Should, should a safety be worth more points, but you don't get the ball back? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got a safety? That's five points. You kick off to them, they start over. Right. I I don't know. I think part of me thinks it's probably fine where it's at, mainly because of getting the ball back on a punt, and then so you get your you get your couple points, and then you have a chance to go because then theoretically, if you do go kick a field goal, you do get the the five points. You get the five. You get the five because you're basically going to be pretty like one first down, and you're in field goal range. Yep. Pretty much where you're going to get that ball because again, you're you're punting it instead of kicking it. But uh, I say if you are going to change the rule. Change it to something like two points is very weird to give out in football. It is weird. So make it four points. Make like no no five points. No nothing that's round. Uh, four points. Uh, if you're gonna change it, that's four why. points and the ball back. Yeah, four points and the ball back. Uh, you know what? Four and a half points. That way we can avoid a tie. <laughs> Listen, it's a, we don't need to be ridiculous with this. I just <laughs> no. I I mean, if you're gonna do right. it. Do it in a way that's gonna like. It just was interesting to me. Now I think the point of getting the ball back is is the main focus. You get some points mm-hmm. and you get the ball back and a chance to score again. But like you said, one first down, you're in field goal range. They're kind of assuming five points. They're kind of assuming five points anyway. So why not just award the five points and then you kick off to them and they get the ball back and everything is just kind of resets it's weird it's the the well because you can still theoretically get a touchdown which is why like yeah the five points are automatic but you can turn it into nine points right but to me the interesting part is you score and get the ball it's like this weird nowhere else in football does that happen where you score and you get to keep the ball for some reason well you scored it's the other turns the other team's turn to try to score. That's where I would like I'd up the ante, like you said, like make it four points or make it five points, but then you just kick off again. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta make it worth the other team's while because otherwise too many teams are just gonna take safeties to like, ah, we're backed up at the one yard line. Instead of giving up instead of yeah. turning the ball over here or losing the field position game. Great point. Let's just take the safety and we'll give up the two points or yep. and, and we'll give the ball back. And we get the ball back. So we're just gonna Yep. Hit the reset button, especially in late game situations. Team has to go ninety nine yep. yards, and they're down by let's say three. Let's say they're I down. Go. Let's say they're down by four points, and then you just take a safety. You're down by six. You still need to get that touchdown anyways. So a, a whole bunch of things uh, in that situation. But overall, I mean, it's it's probably fine where it's at with that safety rule. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, October 19th.